Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another afternoon edition of The Chaser Report, one of our final afternoon editions for the year, in fact. Charles First here, Alexa Vulovich is here, I'm Dom Knight, and our guest is Nina Ayama. We're going to talk about her adventures in LA in just a moment. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Chaser Report. Nina, welcome back. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Long time no see. Where do, were you? Do, do we need to I've do been any- avoiding you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dodging your calls. I see Charles Birth come up on my phone and I'm like, swipe left. Is that the one to turn up? No, I'm kidding. Hmm. Um, so wait no, a minute. No, no, I've just, so, but oh, where yeah? have you been? What have you been doing? I've been in LA, man. I've been living the Hollywood life. And, and this is for work, is it? Because... Like, you know, I've seen on Instagram you and palm trees and sunny weather and like whoa. classic cars and yeah. oh I wish no I actually I went to LA for like probably the world's stupidest reason because everybody was like oh you went for work and it was kind of semi true like I've been working on this American show um, since June but the real reason I went is because in June um, the showrunners of the show I was working on told me to come and live in LA. So I bought concert tickets to this uh, musician called Julian Baker who was playing at the Wilton in LA on November 4th. And basically the reason I went to LA in November, it was because I didn't know how to sell the tickets. (laughs) (laughs) So you you thought you'd be financially ahead if you flew over to see the gig. It's just hard to sell the ticket because you have to like organize Venmo and then there's all these scammers. And, And then like I was online on the Julian Baker fan pages and every day the concerts look so good. And then on like October 29th, the borders opened up. And I was like, the first flight out to America was on November 1st. Oh, it's meant to be. Yeah, easy, easy. Like if anyone asks, it's not because I'm a loser that Mm. likes Julianne Baker, who is a musician that sings really sad songs. Um, It's because I'm a cool Hollywood um, game player. Was it a a good concert? Like was it worth burning thousands of kilograms worth of carbon and destroying the planet (laughs) to see? (laughs) Uh, yes, it, w- it was worth every dead penguin and polar bear. Um, no, no. Well, I did I did do some Hollywood things while I was there. I actually met the showrunners of the show um, that I'd been working on. But the other thing um, when I went to LA is I actually went with a girl who I had been dating for seven days. So it was oh, like wow. a lesbian mission. Yeah, a U-hold. Yeah. Halfway across the world. High stakes, seven days in. Yeah. Yeah. That- and did it work? Like, are you still going out? She doesn't like Julian well, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Charles? Um, I won't disclose that, but I will say that on the first night we got there, we got so drunk. Like, we were, like, landed and we, like, immediately started drinking. Um, and I asked her to be my girlfriend and she said yes. So, oh, suck wow. it, Charles. Wow. Um, no, 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 but this is the other thing is the next day I woke up and I was so hungover. I was more hungover than I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I couldn't find any of my clothes from the night before. And when I went outside, 
my pants were hanging over the balcony with a frying pan full of vomit and I have no memory what? of that entire oh. night. Oh, gosh. And God. yet you yeah. remember the conversation because, I mean, is that binding if you're all completely <laughs> off your face and there's a fry pan of vomit? Because I would have thought that I don't that it- know, but this is the thing is that day when I woke up, it, I woke up at like 9 o'clock and I had to have a meeting with the fancy showrunners in Studio City, which was like half an hour away. Wow. And so I pretty much had to get straight in the Uber to go there. Mm. And as soon as I got in the Uber, I just vomited all down my shirt and I vomited in my handbag. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I had to like every time the Uber stopped, I would like, I would like, pour my handbag out like I was you know draining a dam or something (laughs) it was horrible what kind of character do you have in your show though because maybe that is perfectly suitable like is I mean yeah look the show I think I've talked about the show before is it's it's it is a bit of a filthy (laughs) silly show it's kind of like the Australian version of Rick and Morty um but still but still you know like it wasn't ideal to be like meeting my showrunners when I was, you know, like covered in my own vomit. Like even if they knew I was a loose unit, it still is very bad. I mean, it can go either way. Either they think you're incredibly yeah. rock and roll and yes. don't give a shit and they're like, she's so cool, we've got to get on brand or Yama. Yes. Or they're like, yeah. yeah, a little bit unprofesh. Well, the thing is, I think I saved it, right? Because when I got there, I, there was like, it was at this um, place called Arts Deli, which they had specifically brought me to because I said I like locks, which is like smoked salmon. Mm. And um, anyway, I like, there was a little tree next to Arts Deli and I went behind the tree and I figured out my Uber, I like vomited more. And I have had a little makeup bag that I didn't vomit on that had a bit of perfume in. So I just kind of like <laughs> sprayed myself well with perfume. Yeah, I was just like cleansing myself of like my sins. Um, and then I had a jumper that also didn't get vomited on. So I put that jumper on. I put the vomit T-shirt in the vomit bag. And then I walked up towards them like I was fine. Like I was like, Dan, Benji, hello. Um, and they looked at me like I was insane. And they were just like, we cannot believe that you're here. And I was like, yeah, because I came from Australia. And they said, no, because you left us the most deranged voice memos <gasps> at 5 a.m. this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> It turns out when I was really drunk, I had left them like the most embarrassing drunk girl, like, oh my God, Dan and Benji, I love you so much. Like just the worst. But also I had left them other messages that said, oh my God, you have to meet my girlfriend, Gemma. I love Gemma. Gemma is the love of my life. Keep in mind, I've been dating this girl for seven days. Nina. She's the love of my life. Like, we only became exclusive the night before we got on the plane. Like, this is how fresh that situation was. Um, Nina, could I option your life? Um, I'm thinking of, like, uh, you, a you version of Entourage um, that's, like, <laughs> but still in L.A., uh, but, but even looser. I think that would be amazing. Well, I think what if I have an entourage, I really need an E because E would make sure I didn't do that, <laughs> behave that way. E's a character. Charles is confused because he thinks <laughs> E is a drug in this in this story. What? Oh, E's a character. <laughs> he's, a car- he's the manager. No, no, no I'm, oh, the Maybe reason I did have an E and I didn't know about it. That <laughs> yeah. the, the reason, well, it would explain a lot of the messages, but <laughs> why? It, well, this is the other thing is it gets worse, right? So I like go to the meeting and the meeting is ultimately fine. They're kind of like, look, we know you're a bit of a loose unit. It's okay. And I was like, great. And then I go home and Gemma, and we're both hungover as hell. Like it's the worst hang- hangover we've both had and she goes oh I think I'm like a little bit anxious about this relationship like I'm not sure if I'm ready to be girlfriends 
Uh, I know, I know. So no, but we were still dating. So she was like, I'm still dating. And to be honest, like I felt the same. I was like, yeah, that was very turbo yeah, of me. You've got an exit. Yeah. If there's a if there's a <laughs> if there's a frying pan of vomit, sorry the rule is <laughs> yeah. it's not bunny. And you, like if you're leaving voicemails on people's you work with at five AM, surely any court in the land yes. would say that any commitment made was not binding. Like if if you'd gotten married, if you were Britney Spears and you got yeah, married, it that wouldn't night, have counted. It would have been annulled. So you yeah. can just you can have that whole conversation struck from the record. I, I, I don't think Britney Spears has ever done something as loose as this. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the, but the problem is, two days later, I then me and Gemma. So we, um, we were invited to a big like dinner with all the writers of the show, and it was like bring your partner or your plus one or your girlfriend or whatever. Mm. So they're like bring Gemma. So I bring my <laughs> ex girlfriend <laughs> to this like work dinner and immediately I have to tell my showrunners that we're not girlfriends oh. anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, and they're like Nina, Nina, Nina. <laughs> like this anyway, so that was my trip to LA. Still keen to to option your life. But the problem, Dom, with optioning Nina's life is I don't think she's gonna live that much longer. So <laughs> if you, you want to do it, getting quick. No, it'll be easier to deal with the estate. There'll be less loose. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to kill me first, Dom, because I'm not I'm I'm, uh, I'm not giving it up for free. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Of all the things that I have enjoyed this year doing this podcast, I think it's the moments where Nina goes on planes. There's something about you and aviation. Yes. They're just <laughs> like the Perth story and now this. They're a, they're a pair. It's like the first movie. Maybe it's The Hangover is, is more the option. Mm. First there's the Perth version, then there's the global version. Where are you going to go next? To space with Elon. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get on the first SpaceX flight to Mars and I'm going to ask him to be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably say yes. He's a strange man. Not that you have to be strange to say yes to Nina. No, not at all. Not no. at all. Not at all. Wow. Um, <laughs> if you just I met will, him I will I mean. have you know that I have dated many normal people. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No one's yeah, no one that I've ever dated. <laughs> so was it – what I'm gathering, Nina, is that – at least you could write the trip off for tax. You met the showrunners. Yeah. So it was a business yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I did have a meeting with a fancy a- agent as well, which was pretty cool. And and are they going to take you? Um, or do they not take people with vomit on their tops? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually didn't vomit on the way to that one, but I did somehow manage to get in an Uber um, and get really high in the Uber with the Uber driver because – <laughs> I what? told That's him that good. Like, That's like legal. It, it there, was right? good and it was bad because it was kind of like this meeting was quite I was a bit stressed about it because it was a very fancy agent. And then on the way in the Uber, um, I made friends with the Uber driver and I said, Oh, I don't mind if you smoke weed in the car, which was probably like my first mistake. Like you shouldn't tell the Uber driver that they're allowed to <laughs> smoke weed in the car. But it, then he he was like, he had this vape pen and he's like, oh, I love smoking weed. Watch this. And he gets the pen out and he puts it in his mouth and then he breathes in for like three minutes. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and that went on for like three minutes. 
and then he did up all the windows because like he's got his little window controller in the car he like closed all the windows and then he blew smoke all around the car the whole car was just like filled with weed smoke. You were inside an Uber bong. <laughs> I was inside an Uber bong. Like Is that an, an option? Like you can choose Uber <laughs> X or Uber Deluxe or Uber bong? Is that? Yeah, that's what I think. They've got Uber black. They need Uber green. That's what I'm telling you. Five stars. A Dutch Elon. Yeah. But anyway, so then I got to the meeting and I was like in great spirits. And like every time this guy talked, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was smiling more than I'd ever smiled oh, in my no. life. I was wolfing down a bacon egg roll. Like it actually could not have gone any better. So what I'm telling you, if you have a fancy meeting, Dom and Charles and Alex, just just get an Uber driver that blows weed into into your mouth. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, yeah. I, I read Seth yeah. Rogan's book this year and mm. he talks – he basically smokes absolutely every day. He's never not high. And he's had an amazing Hollywood career. So clearly you're the next Seth Rogan. Oh, I wish. That's my dream. But, like, every story is about how, like, after after school there was a 7-Eleven parking lot where he could get weed. Like, every moment in his life. I don't think he, he, he does not high. It's, it's very impressive. I love LA. I think we should all move to LA. I think so too, but I think it is the first place to go when, like, climate change stuff starts happening. Like, it was on fire all last year, although I guess Australia was too. I will say LA COVID protocols are tighter than – Australia's. Oh, really? Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, and everybody, I could never tell anyone I got the AstraZeneca because they would just like run away from me. It was really intense. I just started lying about having Pfizer. I didn't even realise that was a thing. So so you're saying that, you know, they're really strict about COVID because your Uber driver basically <laughs> spat out a whole lot of air around you and wound up all the windows and that was a great experience. Yeah, I was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I had I sanitized my hand. So we're at the end of the year. It's been a it's been a fairly shitty year. What's it been like being I like out that of? You guys were like, we want you to come back for one last episode at the end of the year. And I feel like I told all these stories, and you're just like, I immediately regret this. No, <laughs> because it's been yeah, such a narrative. You spent so much of the year at home, and we heard all the stuff about your neighbours, oh flatmates, the people alley. next door. You've been alley the skateboarding. And now it's like you've been let on the let loose again, kind of globally. Mm. How are you feeling at this point? I mean, how are you actually looking back? It's been a it's been a hell ride, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been like a roller coaster. Um, yeah, I've got nothing funny to say. I yeah. wish <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think wish I it's could like think of something. I think what we the mistake we made was that we said, Nina, Nina, come back, be our girlfriend, just one last time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now the next morning. There's a pan of vomit in the anecdotes. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, sorry, guys, I don't feel like being your girlfriend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the podcast studio is full of weed, weed smoke. Yeah, yeah. You're not even here, Nanny. You're in Melbourne. How did this happen? Oh, that must have been the joints that I gave Charles when he came over that oh, yeah. How's Melbourne, by the way? Because I haven't been there since the start of last year. Like, is everyone freaked out beyond belief down there? No, no one gives a crap. No one wears a mask. Yes. It is like even laxer than Sydney. Yeah, Um, I was was in Melbourne last weekend and it was incredible. Like it's just, it's like they're on edge. Like they're just so sick of everything. No one wears masks. it's like they've just gone screw it. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like they were trapped inside for so long. They're just like, I don't even care anymore. Like give me the fucking Delta. I don't care. I just don't Mm. want to be inside. I was going to c- come down to Melbourne tomorrow and I just decided, nah, not worth it. 
you guys are stuffed. Yeah, I don't know. All those Sydney cases are higher than Melbourne for the first time ever. So I reckon. I, know, yeah. I reckon you should have gone down to Melbourne because now you're gonna. Oh, yeah. You're gonna get it. And I feel like this conversation has, like every other conversation I've had this mm. week, just basically jutted to a halt as we realised the absolute hell we're just slowly sliding back into. So yay! It is scary, but I think that like all you can. You can't, there's just nothing you can do, you know. You, as long as you just wear your masks and wash your hands and don't leave the house ever, you'll be you'll be fine. If you and if you don't have any friends, it's, mm. you'll be fine. I do feel so pretty. You stressed. guys will be cool. I I, I feel anxious, it. and I'm just wondering, can I get your Uber driver's details? Because I think I need one of those rides. <laughs> well, Nina, thank you for being part of the podcast this year. It has been enormously fun hearing your adventures and. Uh, will you be our guest in 2022? Is that enough commitment or is that too much? Oh, look, guys, I'm kind of seeing other podcasts <laughs> right now, so I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. We'll um, keep yeah, it casual. I'll, I'm super keen to be on the podcast. I'm actually going to live not in the country or technically in the country. I'm going to be doing something very fun for six oh. months Ooh, that, that will mean I'm like far away. Technically oh. so, in the country, but not really. Wow. Nauru or <laughs> Lord Howe Island. Yeah, that's I'm getting um, <laughs> deported. <laughs> when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. Our gears and road microphones are part of the ACAST Credit Network. Catch you next time.